Hi, I'm Melanie Patterson from Christchurch in New Zealand. Doe Prinsker from Pretoria. Anand Trivedi from India. Sue Crawford from Peter Maritzburg. Patrick Miner from Nairobi, Kenya. Kazal Roberts from Sanderton and Mpumbalanga. I'm Brigitte Seiperstein from Frucht, the Netherlands. Andre from Brisbane. I'm Ben Weiner from Botswana. Jim Panton from Edinburgh in Scotland. Christine from Cape Town in South Africa. And you're listening to Ride with Coach Perry. Welcome on to this edition of Ride with Coach Parry. I'm Brad Brown, and with me we've got uh, our cycling coach, Devlin Eden. Devlin, welcome back onto the podcast. It's great to catch up again. Hi, Brad. Good to be here again. Dev, we are, as we record this, uh, three months away, just on three months away from this year's Telcom 947 Cycle Challenge. Entries are still open, and, and I want to urge people, if you're listening to this and, and it's in the back of your mind, gnawing at you, going, I wonder if I can do it. I can tell you now without a doubt in my mind that anyone can ride this race and uh, before we get into some of the the sort of first time of things you need to take note of for this race i want to just put it out there when i rode my first 947 and i can't even remember how long ago it was i think it might have been 2010 2011 i was grossly overweight i weighed 165 kgs i was working for 947 at the time i was the typical coffee swilling smoking dj that you sort of have in your mind old school dj that you have in in your mind on radio obviously things have turned around a a lot since then but my excuse was i don't have a bicycle and literally within 24 hours i had a mate who had organized me a bike and uh, i was entered and i started riding and i finished my first one so I don't think anybody's got an excuse. If it's in, in the back of your mind that you want to ride this thing, now is your time, okay? Dev, one of the big things I love about uh, this race in particular is there's this vibrancy about Joburg and there's this hustle and bustle. And on Cycle Challenge Sunday, you're going to get to ride your bike in places where you wouldn't ordinarily get to ride it because of the full road closure. And, and my favorite part of that route is the M1 down into, into Joburg. Uh, I mean, you're never, ever going to get an opportunity to do that. Full road closures, it's something special, and it's a, a great way to take advantage of that. It is indeed, and uh, I fully agree with you. It is, it's a race that's, that everyone is very capable of doing um, from all levels as well. So whether you, you're looking at just finishing it or if you really want to challenge yourself, um, it is a fantastic race. And like you mentioned, with the road closures, the M1, riding through the center of Joburg over the Nelson Mandela Bridge, they're sort of iconic landmarks and places that you, like you said, just will never have the opportunity to ride your bike on a usual, usual weekend. You possibly could, but you take your life into your own hands, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's also true. But it's, true. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing experience. And, uh, I mean, there's lots of cycling races around. I've ridden lots of them. So have you. And this one is so well organized. I mean, you, you want for nothing, Dev. There's, there's watering points. There's uh, refreshment stations. You can I mean, literally get on your bicycle, make sure you're kitted out. You've got what you need. But you will want for nothing on the day. There's tons of crowd support. It is, it is a superb day out. It's exactly that. And the, like you said, the water points are very, very well stocked. They, they're regular sort of water points along the route as well. Um, the vibe, as you mentioned already, I mean, driving through, cycling through the center of Joburg and through some of the suburban areas, the, the people that just come out of the woodworks to support the vibe of the day. Uh, no, it's a fantastic race and, and something that really you need to take on. Let's talk about challenging yourself because it is. It's, it's quite a, a big mental challenge, especially if you, you're not active and, and you're listening to this and you're thinking, I wonder if I can. So, so it is a case of challenging yourself, but let's be realistic. Three months to go until Cycle Challenge Sunday. 
can can anyone do this thing? Is is it a case of that? Is if you sell out now for three months and you do the work, and it's not crazy crazy work, but you, you'll finish this thing? No, without a doubt. And I, look, my my first nine four seven, to be quite honest, was exactly that. I had gone through a large period of time without cycling at all, without being on a bike, and I did it with very little to no training, which I don't advise. But it just again shows that it is very possible. Um, the reason we cycle is to challenge ourselves. So as much as we like to have fun, there's that aspect of, I suppose, um, competition that we like to compete with ourselves or mates and what have you. And just challenging yourself to take that next step from doing a standard weekend ride and being that, that average weekend warrior is pushing yourself a little bit more and seeing, okay, well, let's take on a race. Let's take on something like this. That is a, a world-renowned event. It's um, it's the second largest timed event in the world, and it, it is iconic. So it's it's what better way to challenge yourself and take that on? Yeah, could not agree more. And things are going to get tough. We're going to talk about specific training and that in a moment, and, and some of the things you can do to keep yourself motivated. But one of the things that really drove me when I first started, when I was struggling in training, and I'm sure you do the same, Devlin, is 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 the sort of visualization and and sort of imagining what it's going to be like going down that home straight uh, at the finish line and and getting your medal around your neck and the the, the sense of accomplishment of of finish something finishing something big i mean that that's one of the things that that really drives me i'm sure you're exactly the same and and as i said things are going to get tough in training let's talk about the training and and one of the things you mentioned to me before we we started this recording was you need to train according to distance and terrain tell me tell me a little bit about your thinking there and, and what you actually mean by that yeah, so, so according to that is more, we again, you, you often find the guys, um, and we're referring to a complete sort of beginner here, and you might be out riding and do your average Saturday or Sunday ride, and whether it's mountain biking or road biking, and you're spending a couple of hours on the bike doing 40 to 50 kilometers, and you're doing that regularly, and now you're getting quite comfortable with that. Keeping in mind, 947 is a 94-kilometer race. It's a distance that you might not necessarily be doing regularly. So when I say train according to that, to according to the distance rather, is get one or two training rides in that you are covering that kind of distance. So that you firstly, just for, I think, peace of mind, you know that you're capable of riding that distance, but then at the same time for your body to be able to adapt to longer hours in the saddle, um, the terrain I refer to being obviously on the tar, but more the, the elevation and the kind of hills that you might be riding on race day. I think that's, that's important that you are adapted to that and you are used to what you're going to be tackling on race day. Yeah, and, and it's also not just necessarily getting the legs strengthened. It's getting your body used to being on a bicycle, like you say, for a few hours that you might not necessarily be used to. So getting getting your bum used to being in the saddle and, and, the, <laughs> exactly. and, and the pain and, and uncomfortableness that you'll, you'll experience there. Your hands, that's one of the big things for me is uh, is when you, you're on the bike for a while and, and your hands get sore and you, you don't expect that and your shoulders and your back. And, and that, again, goes down to making sure you're in the right position on the bike and, and getting a, a good setup. But like you say, is, is just doing a bit of groundwork. You're not selling out for the next 10 years. It's three months that you have to sort of go, you know what, I'm going to go and do this. And if you actually look at the calendar and work out how many weeks it is it's not that long so it's a case of going okay i'm going to do a couple of rides during the week whether it be spinning or on the road it doesn't matter and then on the weekend i'm going to do a longer one or a longer two and there's not that many dev if you look at the calendar uh it, you, it, this isn't a lifelong sentence 
No, that's exactly it. And it's it's three months. You need to put in a little bit of work for it. But again, it's you don't have to put in huge sacrifices. Uh, whoever's if you're going with a coach and you're following a particular training program, whatever it might be, you can have your training program structured around your lifestyle as well. So yes, you might, might mean now in winter waking up one or two mornings early, getting out on the bike. But at the same time, it can be structured around your lifestyle, uh, allowing for long hours that you might be working and what have you. So it mustn't be a panic. It mustn't be something where we're taking on a 90-plus kilometer race and suddenly it's this huge daunting task. There's plenty of time to start planning for it, preparing for it properly. And and I do think, again, we, we've driven at home well here. It is very well within everyone's capability. Absolutely. And if you're looking for a training program, by the way, Devlin's written a couple. Uh, you can get them absolutely free. All you need to do is head over to coachparry.com forward slash start. You can download them there and get training. It's as simple as that. And then there's two other things we wanted to touch on, Dev. And and one is is obviously not just you selling out, but but roping one of your mates in. I found that really helped so that I wasn't the only person going through this. That uh, especially when it came to training, I knew that if somebody was waiting for me, uh, then it was more difficult for me to chicken out. So what I would suggest is find yourself a, a training buddy to, to do this with. Would you would you suggest the same? I mean, what are some of the benefits? And it's not just from, I guess, a, a having somebody there, but also from a safety perspective, it's great not being out on your own. That's exactly that. And uh, I mean, it's, it goes with that with, with training in general. So whether it's gym training or cycling, having someone there going through the same sort of pain that you might be going through, the same discomfort on a long ride, whatever you, it, it definitely helps to have someone there in the same boat as you uh, at, the, at that time. So getting a training buddy or buddies, rather get a group of guys together, a group of girls together, um, join the cycling club, whatever it might be. It just it's, gives you a reason as well to have to get out of bed rather than, okay, well, it's on my own. It might be a little bit chilly outside, snoozing the alarm and going back to sleep. So it, having someone there waiting for you just gets rid of any excuses, and it makes it a lot more enjoyable as well. Something like this, we enjoy cycling. Um, we're passionate about what we do. And what better way to, to share that and sort of make memories and what have you with someone else with you rather than you slogging it out alone? Yeah, those stories are best shared, I can tell you that much. So I'm going to put the challenge out there, whether it be a bunch of colleagues that you work with or if it's mates from church or, or guys that you grew up with, put the challenge out there. Put feelers out and uh, see who's going to do this with you. So that would be my challenge to you. The good news is we were talking about sort of getting a group together and, and outrides and safety and that sort of thing. August is Women's Month in South Africa and I know 947 are doing a couple of outrides uh, for the girls. So keep an eye on the Cycle Challenge website. The one's in the middle of August, the second one's towards the end of August uh, so that you can get out with other cyclists and, and get used to sort of uh, riding in, in a group. But we're going to chat about that in, in a future podcast as well because that's pretty important. But uh, keep an eye out on that. Cyclechallenge.co.za is the website. And then the final point, Devlin, and, and I was really big on this because as much as you, you, you might get a mate to, to do this with you, there are going to be tough times. Let's be honest, this isn't necessarily just a walk in the park. There's going to be times when you're going to doubt yourself and you'll want to give up. And the best way to really get yourself into this thing that you can't chicken out is to, to ride for a purpose. Find a charity angle that you feel passionate about 
and and commit to it. There's so many different charity groups that raise funds through the Telcom 947 that you can be part of. So whether you you are passionate about spreading the message about breast cancer, as example, that's something that that's close to my heart. I lost my mom to breast cancer uh, literally just before my first uh, 947 uh, as well. And and if you're into sort of animal welfare or, or whatever it is, uh, I know the chalk cows do a lot of stuff uh, around the Telcom 947. And riding for a purpose really gets you part of that community, the, the Telcom 947 community, and makes you feel part of something. Agreed, 100%. Um, yeah, firstly, there's, that's the one thing I do love about the, the organization of this event is the fact that there's such a big drive behind the charities. And with that as well is as a little bit of motivation to get um, get part of a charity is also the seeding for the race itself. I mean, if you ride with a, for a charity, doesn't matter what it is, you generally are going to get a preference um, in in terms of a seeding time. So you're getting a better start time means you're not necessarily out there too late in the heat of the day necessarily. So that's that from a, a motivational point of view to get part of a charity is is great. And then, like you say, I mean, we're all passionate about something and somewhere along the lines, something has affected us in our lives as well. So I do think this is, this is a brilliant way to give a little, ba- a little back, but at the same time, enjoying what we're doing while we're doing it. Yep, too true. So the website to find out more about that Ride for a Purpose, where you can enter and uh, get all the details about the race is uh, cyclechallenge.co.za. Make sure you go. The entries close on the 31st of August, okay? So as we're recording this, you've still got some time. But what I would suggest is commit, get your entry in. You know what? Put it out there. Don't say, I'll think about it till the 31st of August because it's not going to happen. Go on there now, enter, commit, get a mate to train with you, find uh, a purpose to ride for, and let's see you out there. You've got three months, and I am convinced absolutely anybody can do this thing in three months, and we want to help you. So get to coachparry.com forward slash start get yourself a training program and keep listening to these podcasts over the next three months and we'll make sure you not only get to race stay fighting fit but we also make sure that you get your medal as well devlin as always great to catch up thanks for your time today much appreciated mate and we look forward to, to catching up next time thanks Brett.